Aloha, stewards of the land, all you beautiful humanitarians and solutionists. I'm going to welcome you all to another episode of A Dose of Positivity, where I have the great privilege and the honor to interview passionate change makers, thought leaders, health professionals, and social and environmental innovators that will rock your world. So again, we are here live and we are also live streaming. So I wanted to remind everybody to put anything that you might have, any questions or things that you would like to discuss or share with the audience in regards to our topic and our special guest today, who is um, Rajir. Can you come off and say how to pronounce your last name? And, and this is going to be a perfect story why that I'm going to read to you. How do, how do you say your full name? Certainly. It's, it's just a... Uh... Raja Vedia. Vedia. Beautiful. I got to get that. Everybody knows I stumble over my words sometimes, but you still show up and bless your heart. I love you so much for that because <laughs> this is all about flipping your fear to your superpower despite Certainly imposter is. syndrome, right? So it's right. like we, we're none of us are perfect in, 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 and that is for sure. But before we get started, um, again, I want to just remind you all to, to and thank you all so much for showing up to the live broadcast and we are streaming on several different channels and so we're going to have comments and questions coming in and we get back to every one of them i personally uh love all all the feedback that you guys are giving me and giving us as tell and meredith and i my team our beautiful team um is is really growing and, and got exciting announcements to share with you at the end of our show but be, before we get uh started while more people are coming on i see lots of people coming in right now i want to read you this one story that is going to set us up for this incredible interview with this really talented vibrant human uh, raja raja thank you so much for being here and this this is about mindset right and overcoming fear and this is something i want you all to be thinking about during this whole time so if things come up for you that you can share that are going to help other people overcome their fear and turn their mindsets around, please share your story with us, okay? And here's one of mine. Dumb is no fun. It can be overcome. Adding to the plethora, plethora of my childhood memories was my struggle with schoolwork. In third grade, I received a D in language arts. Worse than the D, my self-esteem plummeted. When I had to read out loud in front of the class, my palms got sweaty as I stumbled over my words. The conditions and rules at school are some, and sometimes at home did not work for me. Schoolwork just exasperated my shortcomings rather than focusing on my strengths. My mom was super supportive. That was her superpower. And she helped as best she could, but she finally gave up and got me a tutor. tutor. Here's the clincher. No one realized that I was dyslexic. Remember, this is 1964, probably. Until after I failed several spelling tests. Back in those days, they did not understand dyslexia as they do today. It was my tutor that figured it out. I had been coping copying the spelling words off the blackboard incorrectly for years. If tested on what I copied and studied, I would have gotten 100%. My nice teacher, when she found out, she moved me to the front of the room 
and it helped. And she made sure I wrote the words correctly. That helped my mindset. My brother, though, he teased me about that D, and I felt dumb for a good part of my childhood. D for Dom, Donna. I wish D simply stood for dyslexia. Sports and faithful friends made up for the hurt and the humiliation. But when I got to college, I researched dyslexia. And I found that I had been blessed with some of the overlooked gifts and strengths of having a learning disability. One study I read was by Sally Swartz. She was the co-director of Yale Center for Dyslexia and Creativity, and she found numerous benefits, characteristics, and people with dyslexia, some which I have. Curiosity, great imagination, ability to figure things out, eagerness to in embrace new ideas, absolutely, getting the gist of things, a good understanding of new concepts, Surprising maturity, a large vocabulary, enjoyment in solving puzzles, absolutely, and excellent comprehension of stories when being read to. Once my mind shift changed, I aced my college years. So without further ado, I am going to introduce you to somebody who has overcome adversity and he teaches how to overcome adversity and share all his superpowers with us. Um, Raja happens to be triple talent. He is a science for mind, karate and the body and music for the soul. And hopefully, Raj, I don't know if you're going to close to your piano, but that would be awesome at the end if you could play for us. Um, his better launch of Black Belt Mindset Mastery yielded a 100% success rate in guiding clients to face their fears. After 37 years of teaching martial arts, he discovered a pattern in teaching White Belt Mindset to achieve Black Belt Mind Shift. And he translated that into a business life and relationships. And now he is a professional speaker who keynoted TEDx New Jersey. He won Toastmasters International Speech Competition area twice, and he's a multiple Black Belt Hall of Fame. He starred in the martial arts movie uh, on, in the Martelist movie and soon to release his book, Unbox Me, today like unbox me and i love that all of this despite a lifetime stutter to prove to you and me and anyone anybody any obstacles can be overcome with the right mind shift welcome to our show raj we are so happy to have you here thank you so much for uh taking the time from your your day you're in my home state new jersey and uh welcome from hawaii to new jersey we welcome you to our show so tell us some tell us more about you and how you got into this mind shift uh coaching mindset mentality and and also into your coaching that you do and help so many people honey certainly first of all welcome everyone thank you i appreciate all of you being here i'm going to give you two rings of the victory bell because you are twice the rock stars for showing up live and being here engaged with all of us I, um 
I, um, uh, and Donna, great intro. I want to say uh, I was the TEDx speaker at J&J. So it was TEDx J&J mm -hmm. at Johnson & Johnson. So, yes. um, and so that was my first TEDx event. I also won the, uh, 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 the area contest for Toastmasters International Speech Contest two years in a row. And uh, since then, I was the, uh, they like elected me the Toastmasters president at Johnson & Johnson last year. And the year before, I was the area director. And just two months ago, wait, not even, no, no, well, one month ago, I just won third place in the Ultimate Speaker Challenge, Ultimate Speaker Competition of Philadelphia. And this is just hot off the, hot off the uh, press here. And uh, the reason why I'm so proud about that, this was July 24th. And I'm proud because I went in there completely cold. I had three hours sleep because we had a w w w wedding to go to those three days before. So I drove home Saturday night at 12.30 midnight, got home at 3 a.m., uh, woke up early, then I drove to the competition, three hours sleep, no coffee, and no preparation. So all I had to do was just go back to my trainings and uh, start to think, all right, what's an intro? What are three things I can talk about? And hopefully I can get a good ending. Well, it worked. And uh, I ended up doing very well there. And as a result, now um, one of the book publishers that was there wants to publish th my next three books as a result. <laughs> That's so, so and, great. And then someone else also wanted to connect with me about being on a Amazon Prime speaker series, uh, which would be a huge launch for me as well. So Donna, you so asked cool. about how I, go ahead. I was just going to say, just take us back to like your, like your childhood and the struggles and things that, and, uh, and uh, how, why this is such a huge accomplishment. I really think people would appreciate that. Right. So for all of you out there that are hearing me now, I'm a much more fluent speaker than I used to be when I was younger. I had, I had a like very severe st uh, st uh, stutter growing up. And as a result of that, uh, in second grade, when I was uh, seven years old, they put me into these special education classes with, with all of the um, solar students. So because they thought that I was slow minded and uh, it took me years to get out of that. And just because of the way I talked and uh, finally, second, third, third, fourth grade, fifth grade, finally, they put me into the normal classes and at the into that finally by sixth, seventh grade, I started to be one of the top students in both math and science. So they realized, huh, this, you know, we need to put this kid into the advanced track classes. So I then I got transferred into all the challenge courses, uh, which is basically like advanced placement, except for like middle schoolers. Um, finally, in ninth grade and high school, all of my friends were in the uh, in the in the in the uh, gifted program, and so I asked uh, the teachers and and the guidance counselors why can't I enter that? They said they tested for you uh, for that years ago, and I said, well. I wasn't here. I came here when I was seven years old, so I must have missed that test. So can I take it now? And they said, oh, it's never been done. I said, so what? Why not? And so I had to deal with the principal, the guidance counselor, a couple teachers. Uh, plus, I had to get my dad involved, threaten the lawyer uh, involvement. And then they finally let me take the IQ test. 
and lo and behold, uh, they they discovered that I was in the wrong placement. I should have been in a much higher advanced bracket. Ever since then, I, they put me into every advanced placement class they could. Um, I did something impossible is that my junior year, I took advanced placement biology and, and advanced placement uh, chemistry at the same time. I not only did that, I also took both Spanish and French. <laughs> so, and I taught myself Latin and uh, I did a few other projects. I made a uh, bridge for, for, the, uh, science, uh, for the Science Olympiad that won first place in both the uh, region and in the state. So that's so. And I had so to what, fight what my way it? through it. I know. I, I, I you, you, so it's so bold. To struggle to gain that respect. Yeah. So, so Go like, wh how did you like overcome it though? Like, what were, were your friends? I mean, did did people bully you or pick on you, or did you have a good support network? <laughs> I had nothing. I I basically thought I was really alone. Uh, the biggest problem I had was that I thought that um, basically nobody cared. I thought that the teachers didn't care. I thought the students didn't care. And I thought my family didn't care. And, uh, and for the most part, uh, you know, I had to find a way to change my life on my own. Now, here's the hilarious part. Um, when I was in uh, 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 fifth grade, like one of my worst tormentors, I don't know why this kid just targeted me uh, all the time would pick on me would sit behind me in Spanish class he'd punch me in the back and the teacher wouldn't see it so he'd always get away with it um, uh, he got three other kids and him during uh, recess to make a to make a stuttering song and uh, sing it during recess you know in front of the entire class or the entire grade and uh, meanwhile the recess aide is clueless it doesn't know what to do they thought she thought it was some sort of choir thing and she's you know, meanwhile, all the other kids are laughing. So you ever see that scene in Carrie where she's like the one person in, in like the middle being tormented by the entire class? That was me. So mm. I decided then and there that that was going to change. So after I saw the Karate Kid, uh, when that came out, I realized, wow, that's going to be the thing that's going to change my life. And mm. truly, it was because uh, I went to my mom and I asked her, say, hey, can I take karate? She said, no. No better. They're going to hurt you. And instead, my dad, I asked him the next day, Dad, can I take karate? He said, okay. We went to class, saw it, and then he signed me up for a year. Yes. Yeah. So as a result of that, I became the hardest working uh, student in class. I'd be the first one there, the last one to leave. And that's that was really part of my understanding about how to improve something that you didn't like. I had to do push-ups. I hated push-ups. And one of the black boats there used to have a used to have a sick fascination with uh, a picking on me to make me do push-ups. So one of the mind shifts I did, I started to tell him, "Hey, thank you. I like push-ups. Thanks. I like push-ups." Then when mm. when he tell me, he's like, "Oh, you've been talking too loud. You've been uh, running around. You're you're not quiet enough. Go do twenty push-ups." I'd say, "Thanks. I like push-ups." All of a sudden. He knew he had no control over me, and I got really good at push-ups. <laughs> it, it is a, this is really a good conversation um, that we're having, and I'm, I'm sure all the people who are listening right now, live or at the replay on this, uh, I, I'm, there's got to be not one person out there who didn't have to overcome 
adversity of some kind, whether it's studying, stuttering, dyslexia, yeah. um, being the chubbiest kid in class, anorexia, bulimia, um, being bullied, having abusive parents. I mean, everybody has a story and this your story is so so close to my heart because i had just hearing what you're saying uh what i went through in school and some of the things that happened to me too um but i found i found sports too right so i or and i found i found dance and and, and you it is amazing how we where no matter what rock bottom we come from there's this spirit and that's that energy that i want to kind of tap into yeah. you with you like where does that come from where does that human superpower for each and every one of us who has a different story come together as a universal something that makes us survive at all i think it truly comes from your your sense of what's called willpower. Growing up, I used to love watching uh, movies, movies about the underdog. Rocky, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, Rudy, uh, same thing. Here's a kid uh, who wants to be on the football team at Notre Dame, but he's a dyslexic, had poor grades. He was the smallest. He was on the smaller side, and just he just didn't. He never really compared as a football player, but he found a way to get there. And it was the same thing for me. It's like, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest, I was a super skinny. I weighed, and this is to remind, in ninth grade, I weighed 118 pounds, five foot five. And um, I was super skinny. So I was built for cross country. So I tried out cross country and found out I was built well for that. So I just kept on going, kept trying different things to find out. And, you know, Vince Lombardi has a great, has a great quote. Like anybody who knows who he is, he's been one of the most famous football coaches of all time, one of the most successful coaches of all time. He said that you can coach a lot of things, but you can't coach desire. Mm -hmm. And today I was just talking to my son about Evan, you have a lot of talents. So it's like the engine in like a NASCAR race car. You know, you have all the ability, all the potential, but the attitude that you use, that's the fuel that goes into the car. So you have the engine, all the potential is there, but you put in poor fuel, a poor attitude, car is going to drive slow. You put in quality fuel, a good attitude, it's going to race and it's going to go a lot faster. And that's when you're going to win your race for life. And here's the cool thing I want to show you. If I can change my background here for you. Zoom lets me because it's starting to freeze up a little. Uh, there we go. After I got good at karate, 16 years old, I went to the world championships and I placed. And then I made a two year plan to, to go to the like, Olympic trials, at least try to get there. So for two years, 16, 17, 18 years old, I busted my butt. I went to karate six days a week, four or five hours a day, training. Mm -hmm. Once again, first person in, last one out. And then, yeah, but where does that where does that come from? Where does that come yeah. from? How come you could do that? Like that's what I'm trying to get at. This is your story of how you okay. did that. But so many people are like, what is that that made you do that? Was it trying to prove something to your mom, your dad, to yourself, or is it a something? What is it? Well, here's the thing. For me, 
for me, I felt that I was always inadequate, like I wasn't good enough. So for me, when I was younger, it was always about proving that I was good enough. I just want to be good enough to be normal. So then what I did is I started to focus on achievements. What achievements could I do so that they, I could look like I'm a normal kid, that the kids would accept me? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really strove from that. Simon Sinek, Sinek talks about finding your why. And I heard about him only a couple of years ago. But as a teenager, I think I had my why. My why was I'm going to change my life. So my why was now how am I going to change my life? And I discovered karate was the vehicle to to do that. Singing was the vehicle to do that. Getting straight A's and getting a scholarship to college, that was also going to do that for me. So I started to look for opportunities. Oh, boy. Meredith, did I freeze? Meredith, I'm for... Raj's and Raj is frozen. Yeah, it's from it's from his end. Okay, well we'll just we'll see what he does. Raj, come back, come back. Success. <sighs> oh, good. You froze there for a minute. I saw that. <gasps> so so come back to us, Raj. Yeah. And come back and so so I, I, let me let me just pick off kind of where we left off a little bit like so so basically what you're saying is you really were able to overcome um, your stuttering your lifetime long stuttering by kind of finding other ways that you could excel and things that you could prove or show that you were good at that that were gonna compensate and also. Um, but also you don't have a severe stutter pop problem either anymore. So do you think it was the singing, the karate? What, what is it that really um, helped you overcome that? Uh, confidence. I think the biggest thing is confidence. But here's the difference between confidence and self-esteem. Confidence is what other people see about you. Self-esteem is how do you feel about yourself? Mm-hmm. And for me, I had low self-esteem and I had low self-confidence. But by doing all these achievements, I had now I had great confidence, but my self-esteem was still a little bit low. So it still took me a while to get over that. And part of that was trying to ex- was learning to accept that I am going to get stuck on my words sometimes. I am going to uh, have like repeats and blocks. I still have troubles with my L's, my M's, my W's, sometimes my R's. Um, there are certain words like, like, stati- like statistic. I hate saying that word. Horrible word for me. I get stuck on it every time. And why is it? it I don't know. It's, that's just the way it is. But Who cares about statistics anyway? But, you don't have to <laughs> use it. But if I can modify that by saying other words or slowing down or controlling my pacing or pausing or um, substituting that for different words instead of saying uh uh instead of saying um how how hard it was to overcome my my uh uh stutter i say how hard it was to overcome my speech impediment for some reason that just flows a lot better for me yeah that's good very good yeah you figure out different ways changing Mm -hmm. yeah that is so cool that uh, that that's 
you, you make adjustments that's that's brilliant and you find that's how i kind of overcame my dyslexia too and anybody else who wants to put in the chat with their story is just like there are just certain words i just could not I, you can't read or just so i would just like memorize things and i i couldn't do the phonetics so i i i realized i had to memorize these words if i was going to learn them i had to memorize yeah. i couldn't, couldn't break them apart for yeah. some reason so this is say, really my background there as a result of all of this this is the the this is the 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 uh, first martialist cast that we did the impossible we made that hope come alive that dream of creating a full feature motion film in hollywood and now it's on imdb and now we have a sequel in the works and that's me right there holding the staff in the black and white form oh, that's so great Here's a, oh, here's, a, here's a better picture. So this is, oh, that's so great. Wow. And, and so, so getting back to this health and, and yeah. health being our greatest wealth and all of that, um, share with us like also how your diet and, and we, we understand the karate, the exercise, the breath, the, the mindfulness did that. What about your diet? Did you change it? Well, like, you're back when you're from India, is that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you grew up on that good Indian cuisine. Mm. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. But you know what's interesting? Um, uh, through our food, I wasn't able to get enough protein, I think, because I, I, I always felt like I couldn't put on weight. You know, and then now that I'm older, that's not a problem. <laughs> but <laughs> at that age, I couldn't, I could not put on weight. And I wanted to get out of the lightweight category, uh, but instead it worked in my favor because what I started doing was I would ask my dad when he would pick me up from karate class, hey, can we stop by McDonald's or Burger King? Can we grab something? So maybe once or twice a week, I'd get some extra protein in my diet so I could start adding, the, adding uh, to, to my body and strength. And, but mostly what it was was just really eliminating the sweets, the sugars, eating, eating consistently, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but breakfast all the time, I was, always, I was in a rush. And one thing I didn't realize I was doing was I was doing intermittent fasting like before it was a thing. Because every morning I would skip breakfast because I'd have to, to rush out and catch the school bus at, at, at what, 7.13 in the morning, which means I had to leave my home by about 7.01 to walk to the bus stop. And um, as a result, uh, by the time I got through all my classes, then after school clubs, then sports, and then the weight room, and then my mom would pick me up in in front of the high school with like a bowl of like mac and cheese or a hot dog or like a peanut butter jelly sandwich or something. I would eat in the car oh. and go to karate. And I'd get to karate by five and I'd stay there till nine. And then after nine o'clock, class would close. Uh, I'd stay there till 9.30, 10 o'clock. I remember one time I stayed there till like 11 o'clock and people just, people just, were looking at me crazy like what are you doing here go home don't you have school or something to do i said yeah i do but i want to win you know and so when i get home i'd be starving so i would eat my dinner i would do my homework and i finish up my homework by like midnight 1 a.m and then after like a wake up the next morning 6 30. so that was my schedule and as part of his diet Every single night, one thing I learned early on is that how, how, how important hydration was. So every single night, especially after karate class, I'd bring two glasses, two eight ounce glasses of water just before I went to bed. So then that way, every single night, 
I would do push-ups. In the mornings, I would do sit-ups. So I do uh, 50 push-ups every night. Every morning, I would I would I wake up and I would do um, do uh, the 100 crunches, and uh, that was the start of my day. And I kept mm -hmm. that going for two years as part of my plan, and it, and, and it worked. It's so great. So we don't have that much time. I'd like to focus okay. on the last half hour or 20, 15, 20 minutes of sure. the interview, talking about your the, the four C's, a health plan, and how other people, um, how you can kick their asses and gear and <laughs> help them, um, help them what, what bring out their story, help them feel like they're, uh, because we, we've heard your story, how you did and how you overcame and which is really great. But now you're coaching other people and you, you co you're coaching them to uh, help them through your 4C program. And why don't you dive into that and uh, let's see if anybody has anything they want to add to that, what they're doing to help them at any age overcome adversity and fear. Absolutely. Um... So for this, uh, here's what we can do. Does anybody want to be in the hot seat for the next four or five minutes and go through an obstacle that you're facing? And I guarantee that we can find a way to resolve it. What do you say? Is there anybody out there that wants to be brave enough and be in the hot seat? If not, I'll tell you Alan. stories about my clients. Alan, I think Alan or Colleen, you guys, come on. Somebody, come on. Beverly, you did it last time. You were great. Anybody going through some some minutia right now that they want some um, guidance? This is Alan, this is the time. Yeah, I'm off mute, Alan. Alan, you're on mute. Still on if, mute, Alan. If you want to just raise your hand so we know who's interested. Are you, you picking on me? I am picking on you because you're hey, so Alan. awesome. You make me laugh every day. This is a one <laughs> one right. heck of a human you know, right here. Listen, the thing that I'm, that I'm thinking about, what, what keeps occurring to me with Raja yeah. is karma. Mm -hmm. This man has accepted some really heavy karma and knocked a blank, blank, blank out of it this yeah. lifetime. <laughs> That's... Mm -hmm. That's what's coming to me. All right. I get the tingle. Okay. Donna, if you aren't getting the tingles in the All goosebumps right. like you talked about the other time. Yeah. Yeah. So, Alan, let's do this, Alan. Um, first of all, I want to thank you. I appreciate you for, for, for being able to step up and share this journey with everyone here. So I'm going to give you a ring of the victory bell because you are a super awesome person. So, Alan. Uh, what is ding ding? Yep. What? You want the ding ding? You want two rings? <laughs> All right. Ding ding. <laughs> I got a request. No problem. So, Alan, here's what here's what I do with my coaching clients. All right. We talk about health, wealth, mindset, faith, and family. For the entrepreneurs, I also talk about my four C's. Um, uh, uh, com uh, uh, confident conversions into clients. Right. So, what 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 I want to Focus on you on with this right now is this. If you had to pick one area right now in your in your life, your business, or your relationships, you know, where you needed some help, would it be in health, wealth, mindset, faith, or family? 
So if you had to pick one of those, which one would it be? Well, I would have to say at this point, at this point, I'd have to say health. Okay. I have going on in my body uh, at the fourth thoracic vertebrae, mm -hmm. a misalignment that, that I've gone to two chiropractors, they can't undo. Okay. I've spent uh, over a year and a half between Reiki treatments, which mm -hmm. I've gone through Reiki and was initiated mm -hmm. and all that, and massage therapy, and I'm a licensed massage therapist mm -hmm. years ago, and this still will not undo. Okay. And it attacked me March mm -hmm. of, should I say 2019? Was that when they locked us down with the COVID crap? Mm -hmm. uh, March of 2020. March 2020. Okay. Yep. Sometime within that period yep. when I wasn't supposed to go out and be human mm -hmm. and associate with people and do what you're supposed to do. And I tried to uh, adhere to the rules and regulations. Somewhere along that line, this thing starts locking up. And either I go outside and it's the weather change or i can just i can just have a, a simple aggravation okay so, uh, doing something that i don't necessarily want to do all right so 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 let me stop I'm, you there so so i so from what i'm hearing right now is that uh you were healthy before and then after the pandemic started you started to have problems with your uh with your l4 right starting to lock up so that means the the, the, so not just the spine, but the muscles around it, that would cause you problems. So it would cause you decreased range of motion. It would affect your sleep. It, it would affect your exercise routine. It would affect your mood because then you'd be wouldn't wouldn't be as 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 um, inspired to go out and talk to people. Am I correct? Correct. Good. All right. So here's what we're, we're going to do. The first thing that we're going to do is start to underlie what was happening around that time you said like right around the time when the pandemic hit i remember march 8th 2020 precisely because that was the day that i went back to work because 10 days later that's when they closed down johnson and johnson and i had to stay home for three more months so right around that time march march i remember was was we were right near the peak of it um during that time did you feel that your sense of anxiety w went up Yes or no? Probably yes, but I don't, yes, I'm probably. honestly not probably. Remember, remember not that. probably. Yes or no? Yes or no? I I'm gonna, did not. I'm going to ask you to give solid on. yes no answers. Yes. Yeah. All right. Do you think your sense of stress went up? Yes. Okay. Uh, did your sense of anxiety go up because you were not able to socialize as much? Oh, this this is an anxiety thing. Okay. All right. This is so anxiety. I'm hitting. All the right points. So we're on the same page so far, right? Mm -hmm. Good. All right. Good. All right. So here's what I want to ask you. During that time, because you were uh, avoiding people, avoiding either going to work or avoiding socializing, did that cause you less less activity, 
levels? Were you in a seated a position a lot more? Oh, uh, definitely. I was on the internet. I'm retired. I'm 74. Gotcha. Okay. I'm retired. Okay. So, so I like of... to go out and work. I like to do things. Mm -hmm. And basically they told you, you know, go to the grocery store and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I remember those days. Now I remember from, for myself, I was in a, uh, car accident in 2015, uh, <laughs> head on car crash, smashed my head against the windshield. I had glass in my head for six months and I couldn't turn my head to the left for two and a half years. And everybody thought that I wouldn't be doing anything. Guess what I did? I did seven triathlons during that time. And I raised over $30,000 for cancer research for Children's Hospital of, of Philadelphia because I made a mind shift in myself that it was not about me. It was about the people around me that needed me. It was about those children at the hospital that needed these, this research to help save their lives, right? Yeah. So when you went into uh, sort of like turtle mode, you went inside your shell and you're stuck inside your home, essentially starting during that pandemic, that, that sitting more and reducing less exercise and getting less social contact, guess what that does? That boosts your, that boosts your like adrenaline, that, that, that puts you in a constant state of fight or flight. So that means you're, you're, you have four main brain hormones that sort of tr trigger and they change your mood. One is epinephrine, one is um, serotonin, one is uh, uh, dopamine that, that uh, gives you your pleasure response and also cortisol, which helps to, uh, which like uh, 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 changes how you feel stress. So during this time, when you're feeling, when you're feeling stressed out in your home, your anxiety, and you've reduced your exercise, you're probably changing your diet because you're eating more food. You see food and just cause it's around, you start to eat food and already gained a few uh, pandemic pounds, right? Yeah. I did. I definitely did. Right? So do you see what's happening here? Your mindset, what it happened was that you started to set yourself up to feel, well, because I'm this, I'm going to protect myself from going out. And now by eating more, uh, dieting less, uh, you are now increasing your anxiety, your stress, your, your cortisol is going up, your serotonin is going down, your, your, and your, and your, and your dopamine response is less because you're not getting that that pleasure moment of meeting people, saying hi to them, being happy with them. So what that does is that puts you in a constant state of anxiety that actually starts to tighten up your muscles in your body. I know because I went through the same thing. I have spinal compression in C4, 5, 6, and 7. After, after that first accident, I healed. It took me years. I healed. Then in 2018, I got rear-ended. And I got whiplash, and now it re-triggered everything. As a result of that, I had to close my karate school. I had to stop doing the triathlons. I couldn't ride my bike anymore because I couldn't put my head down vertically. I could only ride my uh, I couldn't ride my road bike. I could only I could only ride my mountain bike with the handlebars as high as I could. That way, I kept my neck vertical. See what I mean? So what what happened was that spinal compression, that feeling, that stress was actually manifesting itself right there. And when I looked at nerve diagrams where each of those cervical vertebrae compress, 
upon those nerves, those were the exact places where I was putting pressure on myself. So one of the first things I started doing was try to get something to, to, uh, to raise my neck, decompress yeah. my spine. Second thing I did is I got a sit-stand station for work. Now by able to, being able to stand, not sit so much, uh, I, that actually like eliminated any back problems that I had almost instantly. I just switched back and forth every hour. I'd be sitting, then I'd be standing. Have you ever tried that? Well, I mean, <laughs> when I'm at the computer, I'm sitting. But yeah, I, I know people that get the setups where they got can, it. So I'll tell you an easy fix for this now, because I think it, it will help your back. Now, my goal for you is this. You know, I can't cure your ills overnight. But what I can do is I can make you 1% uh, better every day. So now I have a call to action for you. You go to Costco or Walmart or online, you can get these um, sit-stand solutions that have a spring-loaded base on them, and they raise your computer about 20 inches or so yeah. with I'm your sorry. keyboard, with your monitor. Now what you're doing is you don't, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars. It is 100 bucks, and most of us can handle that, right? So what you can do is you get that, and then every day, now when you're on your computer, you sit for an hour, you stand for an hour. You sit for an hour, you stand for an hour. May, may I interrupt? May yes. I interrupt? Uh, this, in my opinion, my thinking, goes back many, many years, uh, decades, to when I was in construction yep. and I was in charge of uh, handling uh, supplies in uh, in uh, construction industry. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> One of my helpers knocked over a, right. a control panel, and I tried to keep it from hitting the ground, and I ended up underneath it. And I was oh. crushed. My whole spinal column was crushed. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, they had to morphine me beyond belief. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, I think this is kind of like a remnant of that. Yeah, sure, sure from decades ago. It could be, it could be. But the way you treat it now yeah. is that you have to find a way to allow it to decompress. Now, our spines are made so that they curve certain ways. When you start to sit for too long over years in an office, in a chair, we humans are not designed to do that. You know, people say right now, like all the health experts are saying, like, you know, sitting is the new smoking because it yes. really affects your body that greatly. So <laughs> are you open? Yeah, so to I think everybody that? should stand up right now. Everybody stand up and wiggle your ass that now, back and forth. I just forth, stand up for five minutes, wiggle. every 25 minutes, stand up for five minutes. You don't wait I an do. hour to stand up. You break it up every 25. So let's do this. Everybody yeah. stand up. Yeah. Yeah, I follow. You see me? I gotta All right, stand good. Up. Here's what we're going to do. Swing your arms a little bit, go up, down. Here's, here's the fun part. Grab your hands together, twist your torso. One, two, this side, three, four, this side. One, two, three, four. Now here's something else you can do. From here, raise your knees, raise your knees. You can see my shorts I'm wearing, right? Because I'm not wearing pants, not during Zoom meetings, right? Pick up your knees, pick up your knees. That works your lower abs. Now, 
even when you're in your office chair, you can do this. Take your abs like this, push here, and I want you to, from here, inhale, and inhale with your abdomen, not your chest, all right, because we breathe wrong. You breathe in with your abdomen, your diaphragm pushes down, you expand, and you have, and then you increase your reserve volume of your lungs because you're pulling even more. So inhale, exhale, and pull in hard with those abs, right? And what that does is now that tightens the core. And by the way, what is your core? I'm going to ask you a simple question. Does anybody know what your core is? Where's your core? Abdomen. Good. You got one out of the four. Where else? Right oblique, left obliques, and your back. Your core is all the way around you. And what a lot of people do is they don't work their entire core. And then they have weakness. So one of the things you can do is, even on a chair, you can take your leg like this. So this is like in karate, what we do, you put it up on the bar and we are leaning up against it, right? And we can actually curl in and work on our side obliques, right? So look, you didn't think that you had to exercise here today, did you? This is a surprise. Welcome all of you. Welcome to Master Vadia's gym class. <laughs> and you can do the same thing on the other side. Find a table, a chair, a countertop, and just lean nice and relaxed and curl in. Do 10 of those each time, 10, 10 sets or, or 10 reps, and you do three sets of those, so 30 total. So you just alternate back and forth. All of a sudden, now you're working your front, your side, and your back, how you work that is very simple. Number one thing is stretch, flexibility. Everybody loses flexibility as they get older. It's normal, but it's also normal to fight it and stay extra flexible because you train it. That's all. So hope you got a lot of hope and a lot of uh, mind shift from that because now your original mind shift, your internal communication was telling you, I can't improve. I can't fix this. But now, hopefully I've shifted you that now you have a mind shift of, oh, I can improve 1% every day. Because now I can adjust. I can buy that, the, the $100 uh, sit-stand station that sits on my desk. Uh, it's on Costco. It's on Walmart. It's on Amazon. Just find it. I think there's 18-inch ones. There's 22-inch ones. So whichever size you need, you know, fit it to your space. Display. Right? And I'm telling you. I've seen them. I've right. seen them. Uh, advertised and displayed. Yes, I yes. know what you're talking about. Right, yes. but uh, but I've just, I've just recently, within about the past, within about the past, uh, maybe not quite two months, I've started going to my senior center yep. to do exercises in the morning at nine o'clock. Fantastic, very good. So that's helping you the too. The ones that you did, mm -hmm. the ones that you showed, and working our abs and core and lifting the legs and everything yeah so <laughs> I, I, I can i can i add something here too alan this is really important because i struggle with the same part i had a box of books fall on my head when i was 20. anyway one of the most important things that helps me when i'm sitting all day is to re relax your jaw i'm so like not your drawers just drop your jaw <laughs> and and make sure your shoulders are down like 
most of us like even like sit like that when we're typing you don't realize right. it. and then when you relax oh my god i was holding all that stress up there what am i doing because right. your jaw your jaw and what what you, in your mouth it all connects to 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 your neck and so and when you relax those shoulders and i use these miracle balls these balls and i use them behind my my neck and down my all my meridians down my arm and what you'll notice, I don't know if you notice this too, but when you have neck problems, thoracic problems, it goes down your arms and it affects your hands and your grip. And so that's what happened to me. And the balls really help in just relaxing that jaw. And I'll show you after we're done, I'll show you all my tools. My, my stand-up desk is, was less than that. I have a stand-up desk. So, but that was really helpful. That Fantastic. was really great. Um, so Alan, and I really I loved what you said. Alan, one second. So, Alan, did it create a mind shift in you that now you know you have some control over this? Yeah, thank you very much. This is you're welcome. Helped right. me better. I've also realized, and I try to do this consciously because mm -hmm. I went through a rolfing system, the whole nine yards of it, that the the stomach in, chest out, shoulders back bit is something that I need to do. I have not been doing that probably all of my life, even yep. though it at from first grade on, I was football and basketball and all this other stuff. Somewhere along the line, I decided to uh, bend over. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Leave it all behind. Bend yeah, down, but you know what whatever. though? You, you aren't too old. Our, our oldest student in our karate school is actually 73. So if he can do it, why can't you? Right? You can change your health. You can change your life at any age. Now, mm -hmm. listen, I'm not going to live very long. I'm, I'm only going to live to 125. That'll okay? Work. Only That'll 125. Work. That'll work. Right? So that means... You're going to make Moses, but you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I'm not... I, 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 I'm not like a Methuselah who lived 900 years, but, you know, or Yoda who lived 950 years. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting, so I'm mind shifting. I expect that my health is going to be good enough that I'm going to live that long. And another joke I say is like at 122, my life insurance capitalizes. So uh, I get back the full uh, principal as well as the interest. <laughs> Cha Ching! So there's a lot of charities I can help. I can set up, um, you know, college funds for my great grandchildren. There's a lot of charities I can help. There's there's a lot of schools I can build in India. There's a lot of students in the like inner city here that I would love to introduce to the arts, so it keeps them off the streets and keeps them away from drugs. Because if they have an instrument, then they learn history, they learn timing, they learn math, they learn teamwork, and they learn to express their soul. And I love that about music is that it transcends everybody's background, religion, or culture, or creed, or whatever. And it's, it's, it's one thing where we can all share and, you know, let our spirit fly. Music has always been universal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of music, talk, talk about your music. We just have a couple of minutes. And is your piano near? Are you going to be able to play us a song? Or is that not going to happen today? It's not going to happen today only because... Um, I have, uh, unfortunately, I'm upstairs in my office. If I show you my office here, there you go. There's my office. I'm upstairs. <laughs> the grand piano is downstairs. So it will be a little, unless I could kind of do it on my phone and, 
which zoom links and come in again, I think that might just be a little bit too much. So let's just um, let's just say that I I will give you my um, uh, my uh, Facebook profile name in the chat. It's just Rajavedia, and look in June if you type in hashtag world premiere. There's a beautiful piece that I composed, and I have no piano training background, so I'm self-taught. Uh, I taught myself the piano and the guitar. That's part of the reason why in high school I got so good at singing is that I wanted to learn and get and get and get uh, and and get better at it. So as a result, I think I just somehow kind of learned a relative pitch. Um, so, and that piece that I wrote uh, was about my uh, friend who died when I was 17 years old. And I'll tell you this, that um, during my teen years, I had even contemplated suicide because my life was so bad. Then I found out my friend died and it just shook everything out of whack. I said, oh my God, why? How? What was going on in his head? Why didn't I know? Why? I could have helped. I asked, I said, mother, I asked my karate teacher, I asked other people, like, is there, you know, who knows what happened and why? And if, no one ever gave me a good answer. So the piece is called You Are Enough. And it's, it's, so when I play it, I kind of think about how, you know, truly all of us, sometimes when we question our value or our self-worth or that we um, are, are starting to compare ourselves to, to the, uh, neighbor next door and we start to wonder like is the grass greener on the other side it's really not um, you have so many you have you have so much talent you have so much so much amazing abilities already and the subtitle to my book is well well what well, like my book is called unbox me today and the subtitle is you are amazing learn black belt mind shift strategies to get even even better so right now uh, a lot of coaches will tell you, all right, well, in health, wealth, mindset, faith, and family, tell me where you are on a scale of one to 10. And they'll say, oh, and this I'm a five, and this I'm a eight, and this I'm a three, and this I'm a one. You just self-validated that you're a failure. I want to change that for you. So right now, let's just pick one thing right now. If I had to ask all of you, just put down in the chat right now, in the area of health, on a scale of one to 10, where do you think you are? So put that in in the chat let me see where you're at seven good anybody else eight Ooh, super healthy i love it anybody else eights nice you guys are man you guys are great five here okay tell them <laughs> all right anybody else oh ten. oh leslie you you are a superstar huh all right i love it and kev new nice kev all right so so you guys are very optimistic right because you're you really think you're very healthy and that's, that, that's fantastic. What if I said to you um, that your health is really out of one right now? Because what we're doing is we're setting a baseline for you. So whether you think that's a good baseline or bad baseline, it doesn't matter. Because what we're go going to do is we're going to use that like uh, Japanese technique of 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 a of of a of a, of a kaizen, uh, k a i z e n, and what that what that is is the kaizen philosophy is all about incremental improvement, uh, continuously. So right now, I'm 48 years old. 
Uh, I had to close my karate school last year because of my injury. It was a really depressing time. It was not fun. But now I'm back at my teacher's school. I taught at his school for 25 years. Then I opened up my karate school for seven years. Now I'm back helping him again. And I have all this knowledge now that I can still share with all the new students. So as I'm there, I'm also paying attention to other things. We're learning new styles. We're learning new techniques. So my 1% every day is that I keep on growing. I keep learning and I keep sharing my knowledge. So right now, I want you to think that you are not a seven or 10 or five or three or, or like a whatever that is. Instead, we're going to shift you into thinking, all right, I'm a version 1.0. I'm version 1.0 right now. Tomorrow, I increase 1% better. And after a year of increasing 1% better every day, guess what? You have a 370% return on your investment. You 37x what you've been doing just by continual compounding return. Just like Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, I wasn't always this handsome. It took a while. It took me to <laughs> took me to time to train and and to build my confidence because because really I think confident people are confident people are sexy. Uh, I've a I've a, like a, one of my clients uh, worries about her weight, and I tell her, all right, do you see Queen Latifah? Is she worried about her weight? No. She is super confident and she's beautiful and she's sexy. What about if you've seen any of the uh, Pitch Perfect movies? There's a character in there named Amy. She calls herself Fat Amy. So she takes away the power from anybody else to call her that. And she is so freaking confident. She just boils over with it. And, uh, you know, she tells her, her uh, skinny choir members in there, you know, even though you're all skinny, you all have fat hearts and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And so, and so this mind shift is truly all about now using the power of your mind to make something positive or something that was negative before. You're mm -hmm. no longer not healthy. You are continually improving your health. You're not dieting. You're eating healthy. You're not, you're not underpaid at your work. You are, you're underpaid because you are overqualified and you can leave any time. So you are in control of your destiny. You see what I'm doing here? All right. Somebody, somebody else put, uh, somebody else raise their hand uh, about something that feels negative in their life. And I'm going to help you change that inner self-talk. And that's truly the start of that mind shift is that inner self-talk. We tell ourselves, I don't want to make too much money because too much money means that you turn into a bad person. Well, where did you get that philosophy? Well, that's because my mom and dad, they used to fight over money. My dad got promoted. Then he, then he started making a whole lot more money. Then he started cheating on my mom. And, oh, so in other words, it's not the money that was the problem. It was the actual cheating and breaking up your family and destroying your family. And you thought that money was the reason for that. That's why you don't want any more money than what you make. So do you see how our internal dialogue shifts the way we perceive our life? We put filters in front of it. And so then when I coach my clients, I talk to them about how can we change those filters, take them off. Some of you have glasses out there. Here we go. I got my Clark Kent glasses right here because I'm Superman, but now I'm Clark Kent, right? <laughs> but I'm still the same person, aren't I? Right? Still the same person. I'm still the same, a beautiful person just like you are. And 
if we perceive ourselves to be beautiful people, confident people, strong people that are continually learning every day 1% so that we can achieve our goals in life, then nothing is out of your reach. Now, Donna and I were talking about before, like one of my bucket list goals is, is that I want to do research on the International Space Station. I would love to do a triathlon. Well, now I've done a bunch of them. I would love to win a world championship. Well, I've already done that now. I would love to write a book. Well, my book is done. It's going to get published soon. Uh, I have, you know what's fun? i got to show you something cool. You guys know about this, the Marshallist movie. That's me right on the cover. And after the success of the Marshallist movie, because we did the impossible, we now have a graphic novel series. We have 500 prime copies. There's only like 40 left. I have the last few, so if you're into collectibles or comics, let me know. And uh, there's a Marshallist movie sequel coming out. There's the third issue of the graphic novel coming out. I never thought any of this was possible five years ago. Five years ago, I was in such a bad spot because I thought that I had no hope. I thought that because of my accident, that's it. I'm done. My health is gone. I, I won't ever be able to do karate or do anything healthy again. And instead, I had to break that mind shift by starting to go out and do things to help others. So let me ask you something. What is your goal for your life? Is it to just be super rich? Is it to be have more time with the family? Is it about, uh, oh, I'm single, so I want to find the true love of my life? Well, here's the one thing I'll teach you uh, that I think will help you with all of that. If you've seen The Secret, either the book or the movie, you know, it's all about the power of the law of attraction. And people are attracted to people that they are similar to, right? Are you the kind of person that money attracts? I could tell you for honestly, five years ago, I was not. I was closed-minded. I had scarcity mindset. I was afraid all the time. I had anxiety about my job. You know, I thought people didn't respect me because of the way I talked. But I forced myself to do Toastmasters. I forced myself to do speaker trainings and coachings. I read every single book I could about personal development and, and business coaching and, and, and mindset. And um, I trained myself. I just, I just outworked everybody. That's all it was. It's not, it's, it's not even a matter about how hard it was. I just kept doing it. And now as a result of that, my life has changed. All of a sudden, in the past two months, my show went from one interview a week to now five a week. And I might have to add a sixth a day because I'm that swamped and I can't even keep up anymore. Now people are reaching out to me to ask me to be on their stage. Uh, there are people now telling me I should charge $5,000 for my keynote speech. I said, really? I never, I never, I've never gotten that much for a speech before. That would be fantastic. And so it just goes to show you that the person I was five years ago is not who I am today. I now attract other people who are aspiring, growing entrepreneurs, authors, uh, they are game changers, they're the people that are thinking out of the box, you know. And if my book is one thing, Unbox Me Today, where I've learned is that you have to think out of the box and start to change your life from within. We make this box of fear that we're all in and we stay there because it's comfortable because our brain is hardwired to stay in our comfort zone. So as soon as we learn how to get out of that, we break out of that box of fear and then we become uncomfortable. We're now in an uncomfortable zone. 
Raise your hand if you've, if you've ever been uncomfortable and, and you don't like it. Anybody been uncomfortable at some time in their life? Yeah? All right. So if you get uncomfortable, if you start to get used to that uncomfortable, like me, I didn't like push-ups. I tricked my brain because I kept saying it verbally. I like push-ups. I took the power away from that other black belt that tried to make me do push-ups and laugh at me all the time. I took his power away. And then I gained a true skill. I started doing 40 push-ups, 50 push-ups, 60 push-ups, 70 push-ups. I did the most push-ups in my grade. So if I can do that with something that I didn't like just by starting to create my own mind shift, you can do the same thing. All right. And one of the simplest skills is just do the 1% every day. Plan it, track it, schedule it. Here's the thing I'll tell you too. Throw out your task list. Throw out your task list. Because what happens on task lists are you get them done and you just pass them on to the next day and then it's just a longer task list instead think about what is the, the minimum amount of time that you need to accomplish one thing on that list and i want you to schedule it and make a block of 30 minutes to get it done and chances are you're going to finish it sooner than that 30 minutes because you made it into a bigger problem than what it really was Right. So now with our internal dialogue, once again, remember, our internal self-talk tells our brain and our spirit, are we connected? Is this actually possible? Is it feasible? Are we going to be able to do it in the time that we do it? You know, people talk about smart goals, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, um, uh, relevant and time sensitive. Let's stick to that T, the time sensitive. If you make a task that has no end date, no finish line, you're never going to really get it done. Instead of that, what we do is we schedule it. And now what gets scheduled gets done. So if your mind was blown just from that, raise your hand. Raise your hand if your mind is blown just from that. Because now you know that task lists don't work because they don't have a time component. You need a time and location to finish so that you have a finish line to get these things done. Sound good? Good. Super good, super good way to end on time, even though we're over time. <laughs> let's 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 say that this was very exhilarating and very coach friendly. And I I see that everybody stayed on the whole time and people are on the live stream and we're so grateful for you taking the time out in your busy day and your busy week to share your wisdom, your brilliance, your love, your story, your heartaches, and also your shining light with all of us. And um, I just want to thank every single person I know for the sake of time, anybody who wants to stay on after we go off the live stream, uh, ask some more questions. Maybe Raj, I don't know if you have time, if you want to run down Play the piano. That would be super cool. I do You're have a few minutes. I can try to get this on. Uh, let me see if I can do this on uh, my yeah. phone. Um, yeah. But what, 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 we're, what we do, because we record these, um, try and keep them an hour. So we're going to, um, and then make it more intimate at the end. People can come on. You could run down. And you don't even have to. You could just go down because we'll be off screen. Um, people would probably absolutely love to hear that song. Um, 
but I want to just thank you guys. I just have a couple of uh, really great, exciting announcements for you. And actually, Meredith, you're there. Just put in the chat the survey. Um, I would be so grateful for people to fill that out. Um, and also, we want to make sure that uh, our Facebook group is in there. Raj's information's in there. His bio is in there. Um, and there will be uh, the replay coming up on all of our, our channels here really soon. But I, I wanted to make note of um, our guest next week. It, it's so awesome that she's following you up, Raj. She's, she's amazing. You will absolutely love uh, this woman. Her name is Yvonne Silver. And she is, um, she's a coach, she's an empath, she's a dynamite uh, business person, just a heart-centered, loving human who really uses the power of words to create um, positive outcomes. And we, and, and, and most of you who know who I am, you, you know how I feel about words. Um, I write about it myself, but she's super cool. She's on the stage a lot. She's a talk about words. This woman will, will blow your mind. She's awesome. Just like you Raj. So I want to just thank you guys all, um, see the survey, just do me a favor, everybody who's on right now. Thank you, Meredith, for putting that in there. Um, please download the uh, survey, uh, put it up right now, Meredith, so people see it. If you could just click on that, you'd be just helping us so much, bring you more of what it is that you want to hear, what's going to help you rise out of your fear factor into your health bubble and um, have the most amount of love and and good fortune in your life. Um, we will just be so happy if you uh, fill out that survey um, in, in uh, it's a, uh, oh, I'm going to do it right now because Meredith, I'm not seeing you doing that. So I'm going to put it right here again. It was up higher. So just take three minutes. It doesn't even take three minutes to fill it out. So I want to give you guys long enough time to click on that. And then we're going to go off uh, the live stream. Hopefully that'll show up in the live stream too. But it would mean the world for us uh, if you guys would, would fill that out. And you get a special gift too after you, you fill it out. So Raj, any last parting words you want to give us? You've already given us so much, honey. Is there any last thing? And thank you so much, Alan, for coming on and being brave. And Thanks, sharing Alan. your Thanks, story Alan. with us. Thanks you, man, brother. Good job. And just, you know, thanks for being brave. You know, two dings of the of the uh, victory bell. And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on the Zoom on my phone, and I'm going to play this for you guys live. Hopefully it streams okay, and we'll try you know, it. Let's just keep on. We'll keep on streaming. And TJ, uh, who's doing yeah. our, we, yeah, we'll just see. If it's good, it's good. It's just staying on. We're on, you guys. And anybody right, who wants to come off Mark. I'm gonna hop on downstairs. I put in the chat my uh, freebie every Tuesday at 8 p.m. I have a free masterclass called Speak with Authority. If you want that, there's my email. Just put uh, just uh, contact me with in the uh, subject line authority. So I know that you want that uh, freebie. There's a PDF workshop that goes through the how, the what, and the why about how to create an engaging, impactful speech and how to overcome imposter syndrome. All right. So we ready for some piano time? We're so ready for some piano time and we're staying on the live stream and this is going to go. It's so special. Thank you so you much. So I'm going to show you the bottom of my nose too. Hopefully my nose hairs are not showing. And uh, yeah. <laughs>
Well, you go. Well, you do that. Tell I'm going to ask you to put in um, the stop it video in the chat. Um, you guys, it's a, it's five minutes that will make you laugh and make everything that we talked about today, as far as mind shift and um, making changes with our lives. I mean, just like that, like how to do it. Um, it's called Stop It by Bob Newhart. Um, and it is, it's funny and it has helped me and all the clients that I've worked with over the years. I make it a part of a mandatory thing that they watch because we, we can overcome adversity. Um, sometimes it just takes a little push over the edge and realizing it doesn't have to happen in a, in a day room wasn't built overnight as Raj had, had said. And he's at the keyboard, he is there. Until we'll wait for you to put that in there or uh, put that in in the chat. That would be great. Okay, Raj, can we hear you? I think you're on mute. Can't hear you. You're on mute. Well, there we go. All right, now. Thank I God, there's the hose, nose hairs. We love it. Uh, love it. So, you see everything okay? All right, fantastic. So, uh, as I said before, this is a piece that I composed and I presented last night to the Ambulance Station Singers uh, Broadway concert live uh, at the like, uh, Bethlehem Baptist Church. It's, it's on my Facebook feed. Um, uh, it's a five minute video. It's there right now, it's live and people have been sharing it because it's all about sharing hope because when I publish it and I'm going to do it soon uh, online, um, I'm going to have all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds goes towards uh, the mental health issues and towards suicide pre and towards suicide pre 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 prevention. So this is it. Let's have some fun and uh, just let me know what your honest feedback is afterwards.
that's the gist of it. Hope you like it. It was so beautiful. We just need a better, better recording because of the sound in there, but it was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and, and really, really appreciate that. That's, that's the courage part. So maybe go on mute real quick. There's a lot of feedback. Is, is that you? That's my son. He's a beautiful little boy years ago when he was a year old. Let me That's so you. great. Beautiful. You guys, I wanted to also remind you that, that up in the feed too, this is the last day. Oh no, tomorrow's the last day. Uh, Living Like the Future Matters, the ebook's on sale for 99 cents. And like Raj is so don't um, gracious with his earnings, all the proceeds from all my art, all the membership, everything that we do goes to environmental and humanitarian causes. And you guys are awesome. We thank you so, so much. Appreciate you, Raj, so much for, for sharing again and for everybody who showed up and stayed with us. Big, big love. And we are going to go off the live stream now. And, and for all of you who commented in your feedback, we so, so appreciate it. And we'll see you all here, same time, same place, next week on a dose of positivity. Mm -hmm.